the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we see every day, every hour in the news, the need for private citizens to step up to the responsibilities of their most important political office, if little things like you want to continue living in a free country. My name is Greg Britton with the Red Lake Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, and we are again in our secret underground bunkers, as well as our engineer, and uh, Salem spares no expense, so even the engineer has a secret underground bunker somewhere in Southern California. Well, you know, one of, the, one of the great things about being in our secret un- underground bunkers is that the connection that we get uh, to the information flow that comes out 24-7, 365 days a week, is it's too big to fit in any one How many, how many days so, per week? Th- 365 days per week. That's a lot. I didn't know. Did, I didn't know the earth spun that fast. Absolutely, it is. It is spinning out of control. Which, which is the the, the point is this stuff is coming fast. We're fitting three hundred and sixty five days of normal news into seven days a week. It's phenomenal what's actually unfolding all across America. What a what a juxtaposition this week was with the Republican National. Uh, convention that unfolded over four days uh, with some of the most amazing backdrops. My personal favorite was Fort McHenry, having grown up in Baltimore, having gone to Fort McHenry every year on field trips. And when I would go back as an adult for trips back east, I would go to Fort McHenry because it is such an incredible place uh, to relive our founding history at, to see it dressed up in for primetime TV, the way it was on Wednesday night, gave literally gave me chills just watching how the uh, speech, the, the backdrop uh, for P- Pence's closing speech that night was chilling. And then, of course, turning the camera up to the flag as he paid homage to old glory and a little bit of history that not a lot of people are aware of is that during that battle. Uh, in the War of 1812, when Francis Scott Key was taken was uh, taken aboard a British ship to negotiate for the release of prisoners that were being held on that ship, and he uh, watched the battle unfold from that, and then infamously now wrote the words to the Star Spangled Banner, our national anthem. A lot of people aren't aware that the reason that that flag stood throughout the battle was because they piled the bodies of the dead patriots that were fighting up against the flagpole to keep it uh, vertical and, and, and protected from cannon uh, uh, shrapnel that was chipping away at the wood that was used to hold the flag. And not a lot of people realize that when dawn came and the flag was still standing, it was standing because of the dead bodies of our, uh, you know, of the, of the men and that fought in that war were used to hold the flagpole up. So for me, it had a very special meaning, Greg. Right. And we're not called upon at this point to um, sacrifice our lives for our country, although that time may may come when if the left and the Democrats decide to have their militias in Black Lives Matter and Antifa bring their guns to the next mostly peaceful protest. But we're called upon to do things like contribute some money, make some phone calls, do some canvassing, what have you, to save the country. We're not called upon to make that ultimate sacrifice. And we'll see whether 
enough of and uh, there's there's enough patriots and patriotism left in the country to rally to, in order to win uh, this, this, uh, this upcoming election. You know, uh, you bring up I was going to say, let me let me just make one uh, uh, point to what you just said. What I'm seeing and I'm curious if you're seeing this more and more people are wanting to do something are, are are ready to get engaged at the in the political battle that is unfolding in America than I think I've ever seen the problem is they don't know where to go they don't know what to do and I meet them in you know out in public whether it be at Home Depot or grocery store lines I can turn a conversation to politics in 30 seconds and usually if it's somebody that's like-minded, the the common refrain I hear is, I'd like to do something, but I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. We've done a horrible job of marketing the opportunity for people to engage in the current political uh, battle that's unfolding. And I think that's really where our efforts need to be applied. Connecting with those people who don't know that we're here. Um any rate, that's what I'm seeing. More and more people that are interested in doing something, but no idea what to do, where to go, how to get plugged in. No, I, and uh, I, I don't have, I don't know a lot of people that are. Hey, I want to do something, but uh, just don't know what, where, 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 and how. Um, you need to get out more, Greg. But but just but just you know, but, just, but also spreading the word, you know, word. This is not a usual election. This is and convincing the people that agree with us this is not a usual election this is this is this one is probably for all the marbles if the democrats get in and joe biden may be elected president he will not serve as president he he will be at most a figurehead a front man who may come out occasionally and make us make a teleprompter speech and sniff hair from a child or or, or a woman but that's all he's going to do it's it's he's Obama said it just said it recently is there's essentially no difference between Bernie Sanders, the open socialist and Joe Biden, who is backed and who was run by a bunch of a bunch of socialists. So and as I said before, what the first thing they're going to do is they're going to pass a mass amnesty. They may claim, as they always do, it's only 11 million. And it's, it's, that 11 million figure, you may note, never changes. For decades, it's been 11 million. But, but, but uh, it's much more than that. It is, uh, uh, according to a Yale study, at least 22 million. And by the time they're done, it's probably going to be 30 or 40 million people, the new Democrat voters, that get amnesty and citizenship. And with, and you, given how close the country is now, you put on another 20 to 40 million Democrat voters and it's pretty much all over. They're gonna mandate California style vote fraud friendly laws all over the country, mail-in balloting, no voter ID, no voter security, no voter integrity, no election integrity. So there will, there will never be another free and fair election in America. More income taxes, more a, a, a new wealth tax, <clears throat> eliminating school choice, such as it is in the country, and things like hasn't gotten a lot of attention. But Obama tried to do what they call the waters of the U.S. rule, notwithstanding prior Supreme Court holdings that limit the EPA's jurisdiction to navigable waters. They wanted to basically say, if there's a if during heavy rain. A mud puddle forms on your farm or your property. That's now part of the navigable waters of the United States, and all of your basically would have put all of the United States under EPA control. So, if you want to build anything, do anything with your property, you're now subject to their whims and caprice. And of course, they're operating as an arm of the Democrat Party. I can go on and on, and we can all think of the kind of things that they're that, that they're going to do to the country, but. We're not going to recover. I don't. I don't see how we recover through any constitutional or electoral process if these radical socialists masquerading as the Democrat Party get in power. 
Well, I agree with you. It's funny because you mentioned Waters of America because that actually did come up during the Republican National Convention this week when a uh, dairy farmer uh, was on stage talking about uh, the several different uh, times that their farm had been crushed during storms. And she actually and and how, you know, they held together as a community, rebuilt the farms, what she went through during that storm in order to protect her their thousand cows. But the one thing that she did mention was the legacy of this Waters of America bill that would have caused uh, all all of these places that you mentioned that have, you know, the hundred year rain and the infamous mud puddle or pond uh, that would become, uh, you know, uh, regulated under the EPA under this this uh, legislation, and that was one of the points that she made was that Donald Trump rolled that back. Another promise made, another promise delivered in terms of these uh, um, draconian regulations that were instituted under the Obama administration. This was a big one, and Donald Trump rolled it back. She talked about it during her speech. I think it was uh, Wednesday night that she spoke. But this was this is this is, you know, the the great the thing about this convention is all of the promises that were made during this convention uh, that were made by Donald Trump uh, in his campaign that were fulfilled during the last three years that were brought up and covered during the convention. Uh, I think overall, the, the Republicans painted a very, very different picture of America than the Democrats did. What was stunning to me was the first night. The way that the media covered it after that, the, both the evening of and the day following, and the word that they all used was how the Republicans painted a dark picture of the uh, of the world uh, under what President Trump would bring during a second four years, a dark picture. And it's stunning. I don't know. I don't know how they all get the same words to use, but somehow they did within uh, hours of the close of the convention. Every one of them in their description was using the word dark. You've seen those those media montages of go from one to the next and and they are all using the same language to discuss whatever the whatever the topic is at hand. Well, because the, the mainstream media, they are propagandists for the Democrat Party. They're, they're, they're in league with each other. They're not, they're in no way journalists. They're in no way an independent media. They're on the, they're on the same team. And we're, we're going to have an example of this. And, and, uh, not very bright. So just because you can be on the air and you can read a teleprompter does not mean you're very bright. And we're going to have an example of them admitting what they're really thinking when it probably wasn't very smart to do so um, in, our, in, our, in, our, in, our, in our next segment. But yeah, it's it, I you know it, it's comical when you see those when you see those media montages of. Them all saying the same thing, and they can throw in some Democrat politicians who are saying the same thing. I think there were they, 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 there's probably a memo or email that goes around. There was a uh, back in the 2000s when, when George W. Bush was in office. There was something called a, the Journal List, which was a secret uh, online group where the journalists got together and discussed what they were going to do. And at one point, this is before it became public. Uh, they were saying, well, we, you know, pick somebody, anybody, and call on the other side and call them a racist to change the subject. Right. Yeah, these are the rules for radicals that they use constantly. And it's interesting, if you're not familiar with Saul Alinsky, you need to read his book because it lays out essentially exactly the way that Democrats actually operate. Um, those rules essentially are all about, uh, you know, picking targets, demonizing them, separating them from sympathy. Um, they use the rules of rad- the, Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals all the time in the way that they, uh, you know, carry out the, their their political agenda. Um, it's it's stunning to actually see it unfold when you know those rules and then you see how they share these uh, these narratives. It's it's all based on. Uh, Saul Linsky, whether it's by, on purpose or by accident, but he actually did, you know, 
He actually laid it all out. Hillary Clinton followed it to a T. In fact, she did her, what was it, her her master's thesis on the Solinsky's rules for radicals at Wesleyan. Um, right. And, show, and showing the other side, yeah, before we go to our break, showing the other side is total lack of any principles. Saul Alinsky worked, worked with and worked for the infamous Chicago uh, organized crime boss, boss Frank Nitti, who was Al Capone's number two and became number one in the mob after Al Capone was, was sent to prison. But he was just so Frank Nitti. Was was just fine, I and mean, that was fine. That was fine company and someone to work for for Solinsky, who is now who has written the How to Guide for Democrat Party politics. Let's have a word from Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And what we specialize here is taking those private citizens and reconnecting them to their political power so that they can engage in the process of Revolution 2.0 and saving America uh, from the dark pathway that the Democrats would like to have America go down, the pathway of socialism and communism. One of the things that's become pretty apparent over the last couple of months, especially since March 25th, is that a large segment of our population is willing to go out onto the streets and turn peaceful protests, which are a guaranteed right under the Constitution. Actually, it's an, it's an in, in, in inherent right that we all have, but it's protected by the Constitution to peaceably protest. And it's those peaceable protests that have turned into violent riots. The most recent iteration of that was when uh, on, I think it was Tuesday night, a uh, individual in Minneapolis shot somebody, then proceeded to commit suicide. That suicide was mischaracterized on Twitter as a police shooting. And Minnesota, Minneapolis rather, within minutes devolved into Another riot where malls were ransacked, stores, grocery stores were robbed, raided uh, in, in, in literally violent uh, actions. On Sunday night in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, on Sunday, rather, a man that was resisting arrest, who we don't know why yet, reached into his car. And at that moment, uh, police responded by shooting him seven times. Immediately, that community devolved into violent protests over a three or four day period in which uh, they people basically ransacked that town, uh, set it set car dealerships ablaze, uh, destroyed government buildings, uh, turned the downtown of Kenosha, Wisconsin into a war zone, and then took their parade into the suburbs in mid at it in the dark of night and walked down residential streets. Uh, you know, making in, an incredible amount of noise to wake everybody up so that the, they would know that they were there walking down their street. But in that in that process, uh, it's gotten to the point to where, I mean, it's been pretty obvious since very shortly after George Floyd's death, Greg, that the media was paying absolutely no attention. In fact, they would they would beclown themselves by having reporters standing in front of burning buildings saying, 
mostly peaceful protests are unfolding uh, in this area while a backdrop of a building burning. Well, if you want to get really literal about it, O.J. Simpson himself was mostly peaceful the night that he killed uh, his his wife and her uh, her companion uh, at their home. He was mostly peaceful that night, except for about five minutes. So this caricature that the that the uh, media is playing with what's unfolding is finally coming home to roost, Greg, in a, in a really interesting way. Yeah, for, I mean, for, for months this has gone on with the open encouragement of people in the mainstream media and the Democrat Party, but then I repeat myself, uh, and the in Democrat cities, they've the police have pulled back, they haven't enforced the law, Democrat district attorneys have refused to charge and prosecute rioters and looters, they've been, out, they've been revolving door, even to get arrested, it's a revolving door of the jail, They're right, they are right back out on the street in most cases the only exception really are at least it are some federal in some cases where there have been federal charges brought against uh, against some of the rioters and and looters and they, they they think by creating so much chaos that this is going to this is going to work for them and there's a remarkable clip that we're going to play now this was on CNN between uh, Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon to uh, to you know, I'm sure two intellectual giants among the uh, Democrat Party's panoply of uh, media personalities, and uh, they're talking about this and what the, and not because it's wrong or anything else, but just a, a raw political calculation. Let's listen. I do think that uh, this what you said was happening in Kenosha is a Rorschach test for the entire country, and I think this is a blind spot. For Democrats, I think Democrats are ignoring this problem or hoping that it will go away and it's not going to go away. And so unless someone comes up with a solution over the next 73 days or 70, so however many days, 68 days, 68 days. So it's not going to the problem is not going to be fixed by then. But what they can do, and I think maybe Joe Biden may be afraid to do it. I'm not sure. Maybe he won't. Maybe he is. He's got to address it. He's got to come out and talk about it. He's got to do a speech like Barack Obama did about race. He's got to come out and tell people that he is going to deal with the issue of police reform in this country and that what's happening now is happening under Donald Trump's watch and on Donald Trump's watch. And when he is the president, Kamala Harris is the vice president, then they will take care of this problem. But guess what? The rioting has to stop. Chris, as you know, and I know, it's showing up in the polling. Mm -hmm. It's showing up in focus groups. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. And the Democrats tonight stuck with that, right? And they also stuck with the theme that you said, the coronavirus. You got coronavirus and you have Kenosha. This is I mean, it's, it's staggering. For three months, people have been beaten, sometimes murdered, businesses looted. And it's not just like a big company that can afford it. A lot of times these small small business owners who have invested their life savings, who have invested their 10, 20 years of their time trying to build a small business and it's wiped out. And they may never they may never be able to uh, to to rebuild and, rest, and restore their business So after all this. Only now, when they think it's hurting them in the polls, does now is, is, is Joe Biden supposed to come out and make a statement against rioting? As if that's going to, you know, then the same people will turn around and trumpet and go, see, aha, Biden's against it. Look, he just said it. And there was a, there was a before the clip we played, there was there was a there was a place that, that I think tells you what these guys are about. And Lemon says. You took the words to Cuomo. You took the words right out of my mouth. And Cuomo said, that's because we're reading from the same teleprompter. (laughs) Greg, you're hilarious. You know, the idea, the other thing, the other thing, though, that is continually repeated, that is such a fantasy is that somehow Donald Trump and the federal government are responsible for these riots. The policing that happens, the individuals, the black Americans, unfortunately, that are killed by police, that happens not because of a federal army. 
those are local police forces that are involved in those action activities. It's not the federal government. The federal government went in and actually evaluated whether or not civil rights had been violated and found no violation. That was in Ferguson, Missouri. So the idea that Donald Trump somehow ha- is responsible for these riots, for the education, for, for, for the belief systems inside these people's brains that says it's okay to go out and destroy other pe- people's property. To every time you hear somebody blame Donald Trump, it's a political statement, not a fact. Absolutely. That's the mainstream media. Stay tuned for the second half of Unite, i.e. radio. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. 951-279-9161. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And uh, where, where every day we calculate based on the latest polls and focus groups about what we should say. Just like, just, just like they do in the mainstream media and in the Democrat Party. If you caught our last segment where uh, two CNN anchors who admitted they were reading off the same teleprompter were saying, well, given the polling and the focus groups, Joe Biden now, after months of rioting, looting and destruction, murder, mayhem, he now needs to come out and condemn the rioting. But... Um, I don't have time to watch all of these conventions, even the Republican convention. But there were some moments that really kind of stuck out for me. And one of them came on Wednesday night. And this was a school choice mom. We've used the school choice. They use the thing that she used the phrase educational freedom. So her story starts when she's when she's uh, she's pregnant and expecting another child. And the tests reveal that the child has Down syndrome. And she told us that her doctor encouraged her to terminate the pregnancy, saying, if you don't, you will be burdening your life, your family, and your community. Some doctor. But she knew that her baby was a human being created by God and worthy of life. So she carried the baby to term and raised it. And when it came time to go to school... The government-run schools, you know, don't, don't, yeah, don't do it. We're not going to try to teach them. We're just going to make them comfortable. And when she said she wanted a specialized functional learning plan for her son, these government-run schools said, this is what you get. And that's all you get. That's all you get. So she didn't take that laying down, help fight, pass specialized school choice legislation in Ohio, and got a specialized program for her son who was able to thrive and excel and learn, make friends. And ultimately, she and her husband and her son got to go to the White House and meet President Trump to talk about educational freedom. And that's and, and, and that's it is 
that she didn't want the one size fits all of the government run school. She wanted something that would be specialized to the needs of her son. And that is what school choice or educational freedom allows, aside from getting out of the horrible discipline, low academic standards, uh, the indoctrination, the triple X sex education, the sex grooming of the government run schools is what you get is what works for your kid. And kids are different. They're all different. They learn differently. Different styles and different types of education are going to work differently for different children. But in the government-run schools, you take what they get. You don't have a choice. This theme of school choice ran through the convention. It was really kicked off. The very second, the second speech was given by a friend of our show's friend of uh, ours here in Southern California, Rebecca Friedrichs, who called out the unions across the teachers unions across America, particularly the National Union, the NEA, the California Teachers Association here in California for their agenda that has been inserted into schools. You know, we talked in the first uh, half hour about uh, the RN, the Republican convention on day three used Fort McHenry as the backdrop. The other part of my education in elementary school that fits with what I described is the fact that I had a healthy dose of civics as I, you know, in elementary school. Now that's been replaced by, you know, gender confusion uh, theory that uh, is it, that is foisted upon young kids too young to process whether or not they are really boys or girls. Um, And that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. But she made the point that school choice is probably, and Donald Trump has said school choice is the civil rights issue of our time. And the fact that the state of California and the teachers union has done everything in their power and continues to do everything that they can to slowly erode the options that parents have other than government run public schools. Um, we saw this in the budget where Governor Newsom froze uh, education money to last year's enrollment. So any parents that decide to move over to a charter school, that money does not flow to that charter school this year. That money does not flow to that private to that uh, you know alternative pathway of education. They're going to fight tooth and nail, and they're oh, going to put yeah. tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars behind the effort to stifle the school choice uh, initiative that you guys, at the uh, Redlands Tea Party, have been actively. Uh, organizing over the past couple of months, six months, to prepare for that signature gathering effort that's going to unfold sometime in 2021 or 2022. That school choice initiative is groundbreaking, Greg. It will be. And uh, anyone who says they're concerned about children or concerned about black lives, but if they don't support school choice to give low-income children and particularly low-income black children a chance at a few a good chance at a future with a good education your their words ring hollow and of course they do they don't they don't care about black lives they care about advancing their marxist socialist political agenda otherwise they might care about all the thousands of african-americans who are killed not by police every year rather than the very, very small number who are killed by police, and even where there's a smaller number where it, it's unjustified or even arguably unjustified. So if, if, the, uh, if the suspect has a, pulls the gun on the police officer, as far as I'm concerned, the officers are completely and totally justified in shooting. They don't have to, they don't have to let the let the other guy shoot first. They don't have to. They don't have to go home dead. They don't have to let the bad guy run away with his gun. They're fully justified in uh, in, in shooting. So coming back to school choice, <clears throat> yes, we are working on an initiative. There's an organization called California School Choice. The initiative is being prepared at this time and going through analysis and making sure that it's legal, making sure that it's going to work, and making sure that uh, trying to as much as possible 
make it bulletproof so the unions and the Democrats in the legislature can't screw it up. Assuming it passes, you know, if it passes, they can't find ways to undercut it, like with, with, with the charter schools. Well, you, okay, you have a charter school, but we're just not going to we're not going to we're not going to fund it. We're not going to we're not going to give you the money with the uh, with uh, for the, with the students. Where the initiative is basically going to work is that they're going to take your share, your child's share of state education spending, a little technical under Prop 98. There's other monies, but just initially they're going to focus on the Prop 98 money. It's now about $13,000 per year per student. Every student gets that amount in their own personal educational savings account. And you can use it. You can, if you want to go continue going to the government-run schools, that's fine. You can do that. If you want to pay tuition or other expenses for a private school, you can do that. If you want to, if, you're, if there's homeschooling expenses, you can't, the parents can't pay themselves for homeschooling, but they can, uh, if there's tutors and educational materials and so on, they can use it for those type of expenses. And if you don't spend all of your money, you get to save it for future years. And ultimately you can use it for post-secondary college or vocational training. Pretty good deal. And uh, we, as we've as we've talked to people about this, we're finding we're, we find that it's almost uniformly popular, even among Democrats and even among teachers in the government-run schools. And they may not be able to publicly acknowledge it. They go, "Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a good idea," because it is. So who? And I'm glad the Republicans are finally starting to come around to this. Uh, in 2018, in Florida, in a close election between a very far left Democrat, as if there's any other kind these days, and uh, Ron DeSantis. DeSantis won that narrow election because of unprecedented support among black females who mm. are school choice moms. And it made the difference. So one of the things that we may well have a chance to talk about it is Donald Trump has been delivering for people, and that's the kind. And if you want to be a majority party, yet you got to deliver for people. And ideology has low nutritional value, but delivering things that make their lives better. And one of the best ways to do it is with school choice. The website is CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. That is CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. And right now, what you can do is you can sign a pre-petition online that says you're interested in this. And hopefully when the time comes, you will uh, be willing to uh, you know, gather some signatures, get it, go out to your neighbors, your coworkers, and, and help us get this thing qualified. Uh, but go sign up right now because this, this, you, you, this is the civil rights issue of the time. It's vital to the country. We have seen, and I'm, I'm rambling on here, I think Don's gone to get a cup of coffee while I've been talking for the last 10 minutes. Is no, that just holding my breath. <laughs> it's turning blue. <laughs> we've seen in, on the, in the last three months the moral and intellectual and academic rot from the government-run schools and the so-called universities spill out into our streets where people believe, they've been taught, to believe they've been indoctrinated, that America is this horrible racist country when it's, it's 180 degrees wrong. America is the least racist, multi-ethnic, multi-racial country in the world, and we've worked very hard to become so, that America represented a, a quantum leap forward in human rights, in free, individual freedom, in opportunity, and in self-government. Not perfect, we never claim that it's perfect. It was just a it was just a huge quantum level improvement over anything that ever ha- happened previously in thousands of years of human history. And with that, I'll let Don uh, take a breath and uh, get some oxygen and talk. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow, that was. I, I didn't think I was going to make it. Maybe I could uh, hold a record for longest free dive uh, if that uh, career ever comes up. You know, to punctuate this, the the thing that I find most outrageous is that the recycling of tax money that goes through our system, of course, government-run schools, you pay teachers with tax money. 
But then they're allowed to take that tax money and move it from teacher salaries into the union coffers, which in turn then finds its way back into lobbying by the unions to support uh, political candidates that will help implement their agenda. Now, their agenda is decidedly, in, in most cases, antithetical to what really should be done in schools. You know, if unions would confine themselves to advocating for, uh, you know, teachers in their employment contracts with the school districts, fine. But that money finds its way into other areas that have nothing to do with education. For instance, this year, Teachers unions have put tens of millions of dollars behind something called Schools and Communities First. Schools and Community First is a cover brand for the gutting of Prop 13 protections for uh, property taxes here in California. It's been in place for uh, 40 years. Prop 13 is protected by the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, named after the person that helped get that signed. And it was it was uh, voted in by the citizens in, two, in, in, in a record majority. Uh, had never been an initiative that had that many people. So obviously, people wanted to protect their dollars from the government confiscation when it came to escalating property taxes. But what the unions have engaged in is nothing less than disingenuous in talking about uh, prop what is now on the ballot as Prop 15, which is to which is something called split roll, which is taking the roll of property taxes and splitting it in two: one uh, that deals mostly with business property, the other uh, with residential and a few carve outs for specialized business properties. But they're using union money that came from teachers' dues, that came from taxpayers, to institute a program to extract more tax money from taxpayers. There's something fundamentally wrong. I find that despicable, that the that they can use taxpayer-funded salaries, extract money from those teachers, in many cases in, in an intimidating way, uh, thank God for Janice, because it's beginning to whittle away at this. It's not, you know, easy street for unions anymore. And then use that money to raise taxes on the taxpayers that are funding education. When in California, we pay some of the highest uh, amounts per student and we're in the bottom 20 percent in terms of the results of our education. It may be actually near the bottom uh, when you actually look at the test scores and the and the results. But. I don't know. I find that despicable. And so the idea of parents being able to get the money that is being, uh, you know, gathered up by uh, taxes, property taxes mostly, and then decide what to do with it. I think I think that could go a long way to uh, pushing back on this entire circle of money that sees the unions using tax money to tax us more. Absolutely. We can go to a break here. But um, if you're if you're an African-American or any other parent, uh, which would you rather have um, Black Lives Matter looting in your honor to uh, or to you know, supposedly advance that cause or school choice that will help your children get a better education and have a better future? I think they would tend to choose the latter. Let's hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio All-Star Collision. The place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. 
And I just wanted to work in one bit of news this week that I think is fascinating. And it has to do with one of the things that we've seen unfold across this country as these protests evolved into riots and looting, how the prisons and the DA's office essentially created a revolving door for those that were causing most of the destruction. The police would pick them up, take them in, arrest arrest them, take them in, and then the DAs would turn right around and release them. We saw that happen in Philadelphia. We've seen it happen in Portland and in Washington, Seattle. But nothing is as brazen as what was reported on in redstate.com, which has become one of my top websites to go to for news and perspective redstate.com another one pjmedia.com love that one too but jennifer van lar reports on an interesting guidance that was put out by a da here in uh california that requires this da particular da is diana beckton She is requiring police officers to consider whether a looter needed the stolen goods before charging them. In nothing short of Orwellian guidance from this particular DA, uh, the guidance reads, in order to promote consistent and equitable filing practices, and uh, the following analysis is to be applied when giving consideration to Uh, essentially using uh, the criminal code on looting to arrest somebody. Was the theft substantially motivated by the state of emergency, meaning this person needed food, or simply a theft because of which occurred contemporaneous to the declared state of emergency? Factors to consider. Was the targeted business open or closed to the public during the state of emergency? So I guess that means it's okay if the business is closed to go in and loot it. What was the manner and means by which the suspect gained entry into the targeted business? What was the nature, quantity, and value of the goods targeted? Was the theft uh, committed for financial gain or personal need? And is there an an articulable, articulable reason why another statute wouldn't adequately address the particular incident. The idea that you're going to, I mean, shoplifting is shoplifting. I don't care whether you need it or not. Of course, AOC has said that everybody is rioting because they're hungry. They need bread, which, you know, you don't go in and loot and burn cars in a Tesla dealership because you're hungry. Um, If these people walked out with a bag of bread, okay, I might be willing to be down with this entire narrative. But the fact that you have a DA, uh, and by the way, this is a Soros-funded DA, as we're seeing all across the country, that George Soros has been putting money behind these uh, district attorneys that are going light on crime and turning incarceration into decarceration. This particular DA is, uh, along with others like Kim Gardner and Chicago's Kim Fox. Remember, Kim Fox is the one that gave uh, Juicy Smollett uh, a pass who had set up a fake hate crime. But at any rate, these are the people that are giving the uh, revolving door treatment to people that are tearing down and ripping up these inner cities. Looting is looting, Greg. I, I don't really care what the reason is well the footage i've seen of rioting and looting it does not appear to be any there does not appear to be starving people out there looting and of course when you're uh looting a when you're taking a uh, new plasma television set you're probably probably not because you're hungry although you may say well i was just i was going to sell it so i could buy food for my family yeah right we talked about this last week. No civilization has ever legalized stealing before. And that's what, and that's what the Democrats are doing expressly in California law, where you can steal up to $950 with no consequences, or with these Soros-funded DAs that say, okay, we're just not going to charge the crimes. We're going to let you out. We're going to let you go if you steal. And, of course, the message is, well, I can steal. And right. will that likely to lead to other crimes? Of course, because the rioting and looting is not just stuff. 
They've been destroying, they've been beating people, even murdering people, as well as livelihoods and dreams and, and people that have worked for decades to build up their businesses. And this is, it's all part of a larger effort, I believe, for the Democrat Party to want to burn, literally and figuratively, burn down our country and our civilization and build their new one-party socialist state on the rubble and ashes. That's why it's all integrated, from the triple-X sex education to dumbing down uh, two generations of, of students, socialism, open borders, unlimited immigration, and so on. Socialism is the answer, according to the Democrat Party. We heard that on display in the Democrat convention. We saw it in the response to the uh, Republican con- in, during the Republican convention when uh, a Cuban-American took to the stage to talk about uh, what they had experienced in, in, in Cuba's regime. Uh, we heard from a Chinese-American, someone that took shelter in a U.S. embassy, uh, who came to America and w- is is essentially warning America that we're we're if we follow the Democrat playbook, we're going to go down the same dark path that li- that uh, has taken China into the grips of uh, of communism, which has killed uh, human rights. The Democrats that are supposed to be all about human rights. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Unite IE Radio Show. Tune in every Saturday at 4 p.m. in this, the most important season before the most consequential election. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California, ID number 10126, 5A, Arizona, NMLO license number 092639, branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, equal housing opportunity. AM 590, the answer.